Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's an exciting time of the year for some fighting. That's right. Dana White is persistent. He's keen on having Tony Ferguson fight in the octagon. We don't know where. We don't know the time. We don't know the place. But it's going to happen. And without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on that action. And we have the best place for you to go. My bookie, if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around and if you join right now my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars that means if you deposit two grand you'll get an extra grand in free money to play with all you have to do is use our promo code blv that's capital blv to activate the offer once again that promo code is blv to get your extra cash from my bookie bet win get paid my bookie question i wanted to ask you because we were talking about it we had a bonfire podcast the other night the three of us and we were talking about the origin of o'hara and friends because declan wants to make an alter ego band named the deke simmons band and i'm like wow very ironic that both of your band names revolve around you and nobody else in the band and he's like well i didn't name o'hara and friends i'm like so what's the origin behind o'hara and friends businessman okay so when we had the first um concert and we were starting to promote and stuff, and I was making flyers and whatnot. And I'm like, Deck, like, you need a, you know, you need a name. And, uh, you know, I, I was talking to him, and he didn't really have an answer right away, you know. And, uh, but I, you know, I was on a timeline. I had to get stuff made and stuff. And I, I, I asked him kind of late. Like, I didn't really think of it until I needed it, you know. So, um, I was throwing stuff together, you know, and, and you know, we, <laughs> We were in such a Dave Matthews band, uh, you know, phase. And, and, he uh, still is. Was, still is, but, you know, that was like the beginning kind of that time, Gary, because we, we uh, that year just, you know, went to see the, the um, Dave Matthews band concert and everything. So so I, I just, I threw O'Hara and friends together, and I was like, you know what, I like it. I asked Dak, Dak thought he, you know, he said, oh, this is sweet. So I put it on the flyer, and I, you know, I figured look, this doesn't have to stay, you know, but for this night, that's what it'll be, and, and they stuck with it, you know? Yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, the, the last big gig we were saying was at the Lamplighter in December. Like, to me, to me, I'm like, O'Hara and Friends, like, I immediately thought Coon and Friends from South Park when I first heard that. Really? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I just kind of threw it together. I mean, I was trying to play with stuff, but, like, you know... I'm not in the band, so it's hard to name a band, you know what I mean? To me, to me, I feel like once he gets a little bit more into it, that, like, he shouldn't be headlining shows as O'Hara and Friends, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 and I don't think he, you know what, you know what, I don't think he he will or really wants to, I think it's just what they, you know, it was the name, you know, and they just stuck with it, you know, people knew him as that, and so they just rolled with it, you know? I think, you know, as that progresses... He'll develop his own, 
you know, stuff, but... We'll see, but as of right now, Tohara and Friends, all of, all of their stuff has been postponed as of right now due to coronavirus, their tour. That's, that's, yeah, that sucks, too. That's horrible. I, I, like, it's a little stuff like that that is affected, too, you know? Like, you know, we'll see how, how it, everything happens with, um, you know, this summer, but, like, as of right now, like, people are going to be scared to, like, have big gatherings and stuff. So, really, I mean, I, I think things will be better in the summer, but... It's still, we're going to have a little ripple effect into the summer, you know, which is horrible. Well, I was telling them that, like, I feel like now that we have this option and we know we can shut down the world due to a virus, like, this isn't going to be the last time this happens. I know. Well, the good thing, though, is I feel like we'll be more prepared. You know, everyone will have experience and be able to deal with it, you know, a little bit better at least. But you never know what the world's going to throw. I mean, they, you know down the you know line we can deal with something much worse so i guess and in in the throes of all of this just a giant tsunami shutting down the entire world here um figuratively not a giant tsunami but figuratively a tsunami has absolutely just taken out the entire universe dana white still um plans on going ahead with ufc 249 on an island he 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 said we're gonna do it on an island he said and i quote i've got an island Dana White is going to have UFC 249 on an island. What is your take on this? I, look, I, I think it's awesome. I, I do. Um, I, you know, people people are home. People don't have much, you know, to do. They're trying to make themselves, you know, busy. Um, but they, they, they want, you know, at least the, the fight fans, I'm sure you're, they're going to get great pay-per-view numbers, you know? So this for them is, is beneficial. Yes, they're getting some criticism, you know, all other sports are shut down, you know, maybe they should, you know, wait to, but honestly, like if they have fighters and if they, if they could do it, Dana White wants to do it. Um, and it sounds like to me from what he said, uh, that, you know, at once 249 hits, the span of no UFC is done. Like, they're going to keep going after that. They're going to have all their events after. So, sounds like, they, you know, they're going to have to have some obstacles because I think they're having a hard time with um, international fighters. Well, that was what sent Khabib home. Like, he was saying in an interview today on ESPN that Khabib didn't fly home. He was flown home. Like, they forced yeah. him to go back to Russia. Yeah, supposedly the fight was going to happen in Abu Dhabi. And they flew him there first. And then what happened was, uh, then, you know, uh, they were saying it's not going to happen there, you know. So then he, he went to Russia. Um, so really, you know, people are criticizing him. And I think he's getting wrapped up in hearing what people are saying. And, you know, he obviously wants to fight. They've tried to make this fight. This was going to be the fifth time, you know. So uh it's really not anyone's fault there. You know, it is what it is. Um, but Tony Ferguson's still going to fight. So th- th- it should be interesting. I mean, I like the card. I like the fights they added. Um, it's going to be a good one. And I think it'll it'll do well. And <laughs> this island, I-, I like how he's not even telling anyone where it is. Well, I don't even think he confirmed it yet. He's like, yeah, I'm like this close. He's like, I'm like a <laughs> fingertip away from uh, completing this deal that'll give me an island for the next two months for not only pay-per-views but for fight nights too every week who's who's island that's that's what he didn't answer i know but like i can't i can't figure it out like what this is wild it's wild to me but i I love it you know it's 
I'm going to watch, you know, the fight. I'm going to watch the fight nights. Um, I'm excited, you know. And I think I think Ferguson versus Gaethje is a good fight. You know, it, it, it's probably, you know, second or third best fight that you could get right now besides Ferguson and Khabib, you know. I mean, everyone wants to see Ferguson and Khabib, but we got to, you know, watch what they can give, you know? And, lo- and luckily, Dana White's even said, okay, I'm, because of the last time that this fight was canceled, I think you just said that it's been canceled five times now. After the fourth time it was canceled, he said, there's no effing way I'm scheduling this fight again. He's like, I believe Joe Rogan when I say that this fight's been cursed. But after this time, yesterday in an interview with ESPN, he said this fight's going to happen sometime down the road, hopefully in even September, if Tony Ferguson's good to go. But five times, this is the fifth time that this highly anticipated title fight has been either canceled, postponed, or rescheduled. Yeah, and I feel like, I, I feel like um, you know, at that time, it was, it was always one of them pulling out. Um, and this time, it really wasn't the fighter's fault. If this virus wasn't a thing, they'd be fighting. You know what I mean? So, it, it and also so many people want to see it, and, and that's partially why I think Dana White really made it a mission of his to, to make that fight happen. You know, and and uh, if Ferguson wins, which this is for the interim lightweight uh, belt, if he wins, um. He's in line to, to fight for the title next, which, you know, he, he's the number one contender. He, he really should be uh, fighting for the title anyway. Um, but, you know, it's a little bit risky. I mean, he, he's got definitely the – he's definitely should be the favorite. Uh, he's, he has a full camp. You know, Gaethje is coming on late notice. But uh, we'll see. You know, I mean, it, it's, I think it's going to be a super entertaining fight. But the thing is, is, you know, like you said, September – um, Khabib would have to fight, I think, in later September because of uh, Ramadan. So, you know, and uh, he uh, he wouldn't be able to fight any earlier, you know, and that was part of the, the reasoning that they were having, you know, this fight this early, you know, and I think that's why Dana White also had in his head he, they can't reschedule this fight until you know, later on anyways. Right. So. Well, I, I have the uh, the five uh, mishaps. It's just the timeline of unfortunate scenarios as to why this fight has never happened. Because, again, this fight was supposed to happen like five years ago. I think the first time that they were supposed to fight was in December of 2015. It was supposed to be on the Ultimate Fighter 22 finale. And this, again, was more than four years ago. I think it was a rib injury to Khabib that took him out of, of the fight like just a few weeks before the event. I believe so. And then what was the next one? I'm reading this right now. So, like, this would have been Khabib's first fight in nearly 20 months as the undefeated Russian had also been dealing with a lingering knee injury that required surgery. Khabib was 22-0 at the time, coming off a dominant win over Rafael Dos Anjos. And uh, the second one, April 16, 2016. So, again, four months after the fact. This time around, it was Tony Ferguson that was forced out of the fight after not receiving medical clearance when a doctor discovered some blood in his lungs. Okay. So that's credible, okay? Take three, a year later, March 4, 2017. This is the one I remember, I think, distinctively because this is when we were, like, going through our massive UFC phase. Um, and, yeah. and this one was like 
oh so close to happening, like the closest out yeah, of the three the so far. Khabib medically uh, got uh, taken out with his weight cut, I think. Yeah, it says Khabib fell ill and needed to be hospitalized, so the bout yeah. was canceled yeah. off by a doctor's uh, recommendation. It said uh, fight fans were less than 48 hours away from seeing this one for the interim lightweight title UFC 209, which was... Uh, um, yeah, I remember that we went to UFC, what was it, 208? 208, yep, yep, that's right. So that was, okay, yeah, so that was right there. Yeah, we went to UFC 208 in Brooklyn. This one probably was in Vegas, uh, Khabib versus Ferguson. And then 48 hours before it got canceled. It says here that McGregor, of course, won the 155-pound strap from Eddie Alvarez four months earlier at MSG, but was on temporary hiatus from MMA as he focused on fatherhood. Um, yeah, and then Khabib fell ill and needed hospitalized. I don't know why that's even in the article. It really makes no sense. Uh, the fourth time, April 7th, a year later, 2018, um, seemed like a sick April Fool's Day joke at the time because it happened on April 1st, but six days prior. So two days prior, the third time around. Fourth time around, it was six days prior to UFC 233. Ferguson sustained... Uh, a fluke injury that knocked him out. This is when he fell on the cable cord. He tripped over a cord while fulfilling media obligations in New York and tore a ligament in his knee. That That's the most devastating one right there, I think. Yeah, definitely, because that was so accidental and, like, not... Yeah. That That's the one where you got to think, okay, this fight's never going to happen. Like, this is just yeah, no, not meant to again, be. Like, like it... I truly, though, I can't stop believing that we will see it eventually. I, you know, it, we just got to wait and be patient, though, you know? I mean, we'll see. And, of course, this fifth one, because of COVID-19, Khabib sent home, said, staying home in quarantine and reading the reaction of people to the situation around my fight, it turns out that the whole world should be in quarantine. Governments of all countries, famous people all around the world. Uh, this is going to be an interesting fight, though, because, of course, like you said, Geechee's kind of just, like, throwing himself into the lion's den here against Ferguson uh, on short notice. He, he said in an interview that he's, quote-unquote, facing his fears. And uh, it's going to be interesting because all these fighters, international, American, doesn't matter, all have been in quarantine since, uh, the, since the world shut down, basically. I mean, are, do you think that these fights are going to be as competitive as they would be because they haven't been with their teams. They haven't been on their regular schedules. They've been training in their garages, if anything. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I honestly think um, it might even be more entertaining, though, because, you know, they're still going to be on the same level. You know, like, maybe they didn't get the full camp to get themselves where they would be, like, 100%. But, you know, besides the main event, because Gaethje didn't quite know he was going to fight right away, you know. Um, but most of these guys who've been training uh, to, to plan to fight anyway, I think, you know, they're kind of in the same boat, you know. They, they're they both going to be fighting lower than 100%, you know. So I really think it's going to be an entertaining card. Um, as far as the, the main event goes, I think Gaethje, you know, like he said, he says he's got... Uh, I believe he said 18 to 19 minutes of, you know, pure hell uh, to rage in, in the octagon. And we know Tony Ferguson can go that full 25 minutes and keep that pace up, keep a relentless amount of volume of punches on you. And Gaethje swings hard, knocks people out cold. It, it, it's going to be interesting. 
you know, and Tony Ferguson is, is an animal with his jujitsu and his submission game. So I can see this, this fight going a number of ways, but uh, I want to know what you, what's your prediction? Uh, to me, I think it's, uh, to me, and this is just my mind kind of just swarming around this potential scenario because I think it's very interesting and could go down in history as one of like the biggest things that happened in fighting. Maybe not one of the biggest things that happened in fighting, but one of the most um, kind of controversial, memorable moments. Um, I mean, Gigi goes into this fight again about just a couple weeks beforehand. It's April 18th. So again, it's coming, it's next week, um, 10, 10 days from now. Geechee goes into this fight, beats Tony Ferguson on an undisclosed island that nobody has ever heard of before, because Dana White has yet to uh, close the deal, apparently, but he's confident enough that it's going to happen that he told the entire world anyway, and beats Tony Ferguson and then challenges Khabib later on. Interesting. Interesting. And, and, and uh, how do you think he beats him in what round? I mean, again, these fighters have not been on their normal schedules. They have not been with their teams. I feel like this fight is going to go the distance. It's going to be by um, split decision. It's going to be very close. I don't think it's going to be as I don't think it's going to be as entertaining as a fight as most people think it's going to be. I think both guys are going to be off their game, which is going to make it like even playing field. It's going to make it an even playing field. They're going to be on the same level of competition because I don't think either man is coming into this fight at a hundred percent. I know Tony Ferguson's been prepping for a fight for months now, months upon months where uh, Geechee has not at all. He kind of just signed himself up for this. Um, but I feel as if that both these fighters are going in kind of on... I, I don't want to say glass half empty here, but at the same time, it's, it's going to be... Yeah, not 100%. I, 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 think, I think Ferguson's closer to 100% just because he... he may, his most, most of... His style of training and what he does is kind of isolated as it is. So I think that will favor him. But my prediction now, look, Gaethje is dangerous, but I think he's only dangerous for the beginning of the fight. Um, And Tony has a chin. I mean, Tony's been dropped. Tony's been rocked and still has been able to put it away later on in the fight. So, and he puts so much volume on it and, and pace. So, I really believe this fight is going to be a finish either way. I don't. I don't think it'll go the distance. And I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Ferguson in round four submission. Well, I think. I think if Geethy wins, then it's going to split decision. If Tony Ferguson wins, it could okay. be over I quick. See what you're saying. Because yeah, again, okay. Tony Ferguson's been prepping for this fight for a long time, as opposed to Geethy, who's just being thrown into it. I see what you're saying. Okay. I definitely think we're going to get, like, two to three rounds of war, though. Okay, de- definitely. I-, I think if Tony wins, I'm, I'm going to say round three. Because this is five rounds, right? Five rounds, yep. And did they announce what else is on the card? Is Dana announced? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, they announced the card. Um, so, they, they, I believe, I don't think Hardy versus DeCastro was on there, but they added that. Then, uh... Then Luke versus Price, which I believe that's going to be a good fight. Luke is pretty good, um, and Price is an up up and coming rising star. Uh, Stevens versus Qatar, which was on the original card, um, and Francis Ngannou versus Rosenstruck, which I believe is going to be a fa- fantastic fight. That was supposed to be a main event in um, 
a fight night previously. It's a, it was supposed to happen already, but got canceled. So they added it to this card, which I think is going to be a very, very good fight. Um, heavy hitters. Uh, and Francis is on a tear. Francis is on a tear. There's not many more people that he can beat before he... he like, he really is in line for a title shot, you know? Um, he lost to Stipe a while ago at, for his first title shot. But otherwise, he's beaten everyone else, you know? And he's, he's finishing people. So he, he's a force to be reckoned with. And we could get into it later, but Stipe has his belt. DC's still in the picture. I think they're planning on doing the trilogy fight later on, but... Who knows when that's going to happen? Stipe doesn't seem like he's focused on fighting at anytime soon. Um, but yeah, Francis is def- that's definitely a fight to watch for because if Rosenstark wins, he's right up there too, you know. So um, we'll see about that. Uh, the next one's Hall versus uh, Jakar, which actually be a good fight uh, in the middleweight division. Um, the next one is Hernandez versus Marias. Uh, in the lightweight division, and then uh, Vera versus Borg in the bantamweight division, then Johnson versus Worthy in the lightweight, uh, and then Eubanks versus Moraz in the bantamweight, and then Span versus Alvi in the light heavyweight uh, division. So it's a pretty good, pretty good card um, for what for what they're working with, you know. So, oh yeah, I know. I think it's going to be pretty good. I like the names on it. Um, I know, you know, there was talk that, you know, maybe they could have put Woodley and Covington or, or Usman and Masvidal. You know, there was some big talk before uh, all this played out in the last few days. But there's still more pay-per-views to come, you know. And they can't, if they stack one, what are they going to do with the rest of them? You know what I mean? So if you put four title fights on one, you know, how are the rest of them going to be, you know? So... I'm liking it. I, I'm kind of intrigued to hear as to what all the fighters' perspective is on this. Because, again, Khabib, I, I feel like if Khabib could fight, he would be there in this fight against Tony Ferguson. Like, with, with, with the rest of these fighters, like, is it are they being forced to do their job here? Or are they all collectively, like, on the same page? Like, yeah, let's be the first ones to uh, do what we do during this whole pandemic. Yeah, I agree. I think the people who don't really want to fight or can't, I think... They're, they've backed out, I think, a little bit. Um, but I think a lot of these fighters want to fight, you know what I mean? What else are they doing, really? Like, when I hear some interviews, you know, when I've watched a lot of uh, Instagram Lives of fighters going on with Ariel Hawani and stuff, it sounds like they, they're all wanting to fight, you know what I mean? And they're just waiting. You know, so who do you think is who do you think is the crazier entrepreneur here? Because there's literally only now two companies in the world that are, or at least in the sports world, that are still doing production. It's UFC, it's Dana White, and then it's Vince McMahon with WWE. Who's the crazier entrepreneur in your mind? Yes, hold on, real quick. I I, I can't believe I did this. The the co-main event, I skipped over it. I can't believe I did that. Uh, Jessica Andrade. How and, chivalrous of you. And, and Rose Namajunas. Uh, which is the second fight uh, that they've had before, uh, which, you know, post, uh, both post, uh, past champions, that'll be a great fight. Um, I can't believe I skipped over that. Uh, I think I was just looking at the rest of the card and trying to get it out. Anyway, 
the craziest entrepreneur. How look, I gotta ask you, how was WrestleMania and how has WWE been with no crowd on live TV? Oh, the 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 the, the vintage podcast wrestling update from Mikey Bataglino. It, it always happens. We always talk about it. Just because I'm not watching live, I see clips, I have, you know, wonders, you answer them. Well, just imagine an empty ring and people uh, wrestling in an empty arena in front of empty chairs where you can literally hear them whispering to each other, all right, I'm going to hit you with this move or do this, oh, no. do that. That's what WrestleMania was. Oh, no. However, however, half the matches were kind of like, uh, remember like the final deletion with like Matt Hardy and all that stuff? So like half the matches were kind of like that, like in undisclosed oh, locations, like studio, like oh, cinematic well, experiences. Didn't they have a, didn't they have a uh, Boneyard? That, that, so I have yet to see that in its entirety, but from what I've heard, all of my wrestling buddies and all insiders that I've talked to all think that that was a phenomenal match, no pun intended, but like an actual great legendary match between two legendary superstars in a, in a match that everybody thinks that uh, should be somewhat of the norm going forward. Like that, again, that's kind of like cinematic uh, okay. fairy tale type I think match. That would be a good, good thing for them to do. I mean, it was good in this case. Like, we probably wouldn't have seen this if it was in front of 80,000 people. Yeah. So, like, the fact that this happened, like, the way they put it together, like, some wrestling fans like Declan are, like, who kind of just casually, like, scroll through their phone on their feed. It's just like, oh, that probably was awful. Like, if you actually watch it in in its entirety, a lot of wrestling fans say it was awesome. And then there was, so then there was John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, The Fiend. Um, about that. So Firefly House? The, 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 the Firefly Funhouse match. So okay. you you really, like, this is, like, very, it was very uh, cinematic, very, um, it was very, I don't even know what word I would use for it. It, it was just so bizarre okay. to the point where it's like, okay, you really have to know the storyline and you really know how. Have, you really know have to know these two wrestlers' stories from the time they started their careers to the time that they are now to understand what they're doing with this whole concept. Oh, if, wow. if, if you so don't, deep. if you are not a true pro wrestling fan, you thought that, that that was the most ridiculous piece of nonsense that you've ever seen in your entire life. Okay, so however, however, if you really, really pay attention to the match, you think, oh my god, this is the most genius idea of all time. Like, this is all Bray yeah. Wyatt and John Cena. Apparently, Bray Wyatt and John Cena were the two that put this match together. And it, it, oh, okay. and it, like, again, like, the average fan, if you're looking at it, you're like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is, like, some wiggle shit right now. Yeah. Like, it was that bizarre. Like, if you go back and watch it on YouTube, you're gonna think, oh my god, what, the, what are they doing? Like, WWE's hit rock bottom. But if you really know the storyline and if you really pay attention to detail what's going on in each of these scenarios, you'll realize, oh, my God, this is the most phenomenal thing you've ever seen in pro wrestling. Yeah, that's cool. I like how they're, how, how they're opting to do different things. And didn't they change the camera angle to make it not so noticeable? Well, they changed the camera angle to the point where, like, when they're showing the match in the ring, you could see the ramp and the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is that? Better? I guess. I mean, there's nobody in the arena. I'd rather have fans in the arena. I was thinking they should just do fake cheering. Like, they, you know, like, just get audio and... Yeah, but that would be so fake, you know? Because like, they know that nobody's there. I, my big thing was to have everybody that's there, like, everybody that's 
in the backstage area, come out and sit in the seats and just like have a good time, like have a drink, sit back, relax. Yeah, not a bad idea. I, yeah, I guess you can't do the, the noises, but I guess for people who who just yeah, I don't know. I mean, how was the wrestling? At least was it good wrestling? Uh, the main matches that they advertised that were like awesome or like at least supposed to be awesome. All nailed it. Like, Edge versus okay. Randy Orton was phenomenal. They had a last man standing match. Edge is back, by the way. I don't know if you if you heard I that. I saw, yeah, I saw. It was his what first... Uh, apparently, this whole uh, stem cell therapy that they use, oh, apparently, okay. is supposed to be wonders on him. Um, okay. And I, I guess he's been training ever since he retired to come back, so it's been a decade. And he shocked right. the world at the Royal Rumble, and it was awesome. Uh, looks better than ever. He's probably in the best shape of his life. And he, yeah. he had a great storyline with Randy Orton. Oh, he had a great storyline. Yeah, had, had a great storyline with Randy Orton, uh, culminated in the last man standing match that, if you look back on it, was good. But again, having no crowd really hurts. It really damages yeah. the whole pay-per-view. Because this is probably one of the greater WrestleMania cards that they've had in a long time. Yeah, and they did two nights. How was that? Oh, it was too big for one night. Rob Gronkowski was the host. Um, I mean, it was... They, they had all the big matches on Sunday. I mean, all, all the Saturday matches. Like, it was like a three-hour live event, basically, on Saturday. But it was, it was good? It, the matches were good. For them not having an arena, the matches yeah. were, were... I mean, I don't want to call them fantastic, but they, they were above, they above average. Yeah. For what they had to work with. Uh, how are the ratings? How have they been? Awful. I mean, you would imagine with no crowd that the ratings were going to... Like, the first show that they saw with no crowd was very awkward. A lot of fans were probably turned off by that. Like, average average fans... Also, it's, it's WrestleMania. What else is there to watch? What else is there to do? You would think WrestleMania would have done decent. Well, they still... So, obviously, WWE Network, they made free. But at the same time, they put it on pay-per-view for, like, 70 bucks. Like, nobody's going to pay 70 bucks to watch an empty arena yeah. wrestling match with two guys covered in, in canola yeah. oil rolling around yeah. in a ring, you know? Yeah, yeah. I get, I get that. I get that. But I guess but, you, UFC is going to be the same thing. There's going to be no crowd, but at the same time, it's fighting, you know? Like, it's well, not fake. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to be whispering to each other, all right, hit me with this, hit me with the chair, you yeah. know? They, but they had a, um, uh, an event with no crowd. Uh, uh, a fight night Lee versus Oliveira, which was, I watched the event. It was good. It was still entertaining. You know, no crowd, no back noises, but really, you really just you just hear the hitting a little louder. Um, but otherwise, like it was still entertaining. You know, you just hear what the corners are yelling a little more, which is which is actually entertaining because you could hear what they're trying to say to their fighters. You know, so I don't think it it affects everything too too much. You know. No, I don't think it's going to affect the UFC at all. I think that the yeah. fighting aspect alone is going to entertain people. And like you just said, like, their teams are still yelling at them. They're, like, they're still yeah. uh, trying to give them uh, the advantage. Like, they're, they're, it's still what you would hear on a, normal, on a normal broadcast, a normal fight. Like, the fans you only hear when big things happen, you know? Like, Joe yeah. Rogan is still going to be there showing his enthusiasm. I think he's going to be on the island. I'm assuming yeah, he's going to be on the island. Yeah, uh, I believe Dana White announced that, or someone did, but he has yet to to say that. He originally said that he would not be at UFC 249. Well, I think he said he's going to be there now. Oh, okay. He, he announced that? He announced that he's going to be wherever they're at. Okay. So I'm assuming he's going to be there for 249. Yeah, and I, I believe, uh, yeah, so we'll see. It, it, I think it'll do 
do pretty good numbers. Now, is this just for like the average? Is this like again for the future events for international fighters? What does this mean? Is is because I remember he's had an interview saying that obviously he's got. Uh, working on securing this island for future events, and this is for international fighters. However, yeah. he's also, of course, working on the UFC 249 event. Obviously, now uh, Geethi's replacing Khabib here in this fight against Tony Ferguson. But now, for international fighters, this is why he's securing this island. I, I think so. I think he's doing this so that he could get people from all over the world, keep them in a safe place, you know, prevent the, you know, because it also would look bad if. He brings everyone, some all the fighters somewhere, all the crew, and, and then they get sick. You know what I mean? So I think he's doing it within the best uh, lines of the law, um, safety, I, everything. You know, I, and I think that's also why you know it takes so long for us to gain information and for even him to confirm things and get things done because they're trying to keep their brand one hundred percent legit. You know, and not mess up anything because you know all other sports are shut down you know so well i get i I definitely respect the fact that he's like again like he said like i don't need the money for all those people that think that this is a money grab like dan is just money hungry like he 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 was fine for you like he could have walked away from ufc four or five years ago after he made that deal you know like also also they're probably not going to make too too much on this with all the med- extra medical sh- staff they're getting and every everything extra they're getting, and this island, this island ain't gonna be free. He's paying; they're paying someone for stuff. You know, I'm really so, intrigued to see what this island is. I know. Do you think they'll announce uh, where the island is? Because he said that he's not even telling his fighters where he's flying them. Well, that's because he hasn't even sealed the deal yet. No, I know, I know. He said he's get he's gonna put them on the plane and they won't know where they're going. See, like, to me, I'd have to have a really, really good relationship with Dana White to, like, even, like, think about, like, doing, oh, this is a little inve- a little adventure. Let's be a little, uh, yeah, a little no, chivalrous here. Never, he would never do anything horrible, but what I'm saying is, like, he really doesn't want people to know, like, where it, where it's going. Like, they might not even announce where the island is. Like, ever? I mean, ever. Like, it, it, it might not even be an island. It might be, like, Dana White's basement. They're just like, all right, come on. Yeah, could you imagine? That's what they're telling the press, so, like, they, they, they're able to make it happen legally, but then he just invites everybody over to his house. Yeah, he just That's invites... Awesome. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I've, I've got an octagon in my basement. we we got a spare ring. That's great. I bet he has an octagon in his basement. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, my God, yeah, that's funny. In his backyard, you just see him barbecuing out there with the fam. That's, yeah, that's funny. I'm intrigued to see, like, what the whole protocol is. Because, again, like, you have to have people tested. Like, people need to be staying safe here. Uh, there's got to be a ton of regulations on top of the already regulations that they have with drug tests and all that going on yeah, before their events. Yeah, I'm sure the drug tests will all say the same. But I'm assuming they're going to test them for, you know, being sick all the time before they go, when they get there. And then, you know whatever else they have to do but they're professionals i'm sure they're gonna get this done you know as best as possible you know so it should be interesting uh i'm excited for all the fights coming up i mean this pay-per-view ufc 250 um which is you know as of now supposed to happen uh may 9th um fits in the two-month realm of when they have the island so that'll work yeah yep uh 
Henry Cejudo versus Jose Aldo. Ooh, Aldo. Uh, yes. The return of Jose. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I like it. I thought Jose Aldo looked great in his last fight. Um, you know, Henry Cejudo, obviously a great fighter. You know, two-time champ, uh, different weight divisions. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, word is uh, Jose Aldo might not be able to leave uh, Brazil. Um, and then the next option would be, I believe, Peter Yan, who might not be able to leave where he is. And I know that there was rumor about uh, Dominic Reyes maybe even fighting Henry Cerruto. So who knows? You know, that's even farther. We don't even know 100% answers about 249. Um, but just, you know, some uh, talk about that. Uh, Amanda Nunez is supposed to be on that card as well. You know, that's a two-championship two fight card. You know, so I mean, what do you what do you think though when it comes to these fights? Because a lot of these fights, I mean, not every fight, think fortunately, but in this scenario, the way that the like the pandemic has taken shape of the world today, what if one of the like what if Tony Ferguson or or, or uh, uh, Justin Geethy here goes down with a major injury and needs to be hospitalized? Like, what do you do then? Because like that's the last like, place you want to be right now. Like after the fight? Yeah. I, I bet you any money, Jack, that they have, like, a whole medical area, everything that they'll need to take care of someone on the island. Like, my, my, well, my first like, assumption, like, obviously... Like a mini hospital. There'll be a mini hospital on the island. Like, Dana White better have, like, an expert, just an expert team here, medical staff here going yeah, I into... Bet, this. I bet they have a mini, a mini hospital on the island, right outside wherever they are. Uh, on the island, where whatever arena there they or whatever they have, a little building, whatever it is, I bet they have a hospital there. Now, to me, like Dana White, I feel like I'm not downing the guy. Like he definitely has everything figured out. Like he had an interview the other day. He's like, anything that you're going to ask me, anything, any like loophole questions that you have that you think I haven't thought of, trust me, I've thought of. When it comes to this situation, which just goes to show how smart the guy is. Now worth yeah. what, like four billion dollars. Again, like, he's not money-hungry. Like, he, he's just like, uh, this has to end eventually. Like, it's been only three weeks at this point, like, going on a month now. But at the same yeah. time, like, people have to start coming out. Like, you can't hide in your house until September, you know? You got to do something. Yeah, exactly. Someone's got to yeah. step up. Vince exactly. McMahon, Vince McMahon, literally, they told WWE in Orlando, Florida, that, like, everybody's got to stay home now. Like, people are getting sick. Like, The Miz got sick, had to miss WrestleMania. Roman Reigns pulled out of the main event of WrestleMania because he felt like he was going to get sick. With his low immune system, obviously, he had leukemia and everything. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, Vince McMahon is like, all right, the show must go on, though. Like, they're still yeah. they're still doing production, even though they got the notice that everybody has to go home. He's still keeping all of his workers there. Like, to me, like, in WWE, especially with all the rumors that you hear that a lot of people are unhappy, like, do you, like to me, is like I feel like Dana White's more on the same page with his fighters as opposed to, like, Vince McMahon's just, like, keeping some of his wrestlers there. Like, I feel like Dana White and, and his and his staff and all of his fighters that work for him that are getting paid by him are all on the same page. They all have the same passion uh, in the same sense yeah. of that, that, like, we want to do this. We want to be the first ones that say, uh, F this pandemic. I agree, and I also feel like they, they want to do it. They, they, they just want, they love the fight game. They want to keep it going, you know? Like, they, they kind of see, like, why stop it if everything could be safe, you know? So 
if they can do it, you know, Dana White has a mission. I think he also made it personal goal to himself that he wants to do this. And I think he really wants to do it for the fans. He's, I, I truly believe he's doing this for us. You know what I mean? He's doing it for the fans out here that love UFC. So, you know, that's that, – but, you know, and I, I do believe if, if someone said, like, I'm not – like, could be kind of. If they're not comfortable, then, yeah, they can pull out. You know what I mean? They don't have to fight. I don't think he's forcing people to. I think he's taking what he's got. Um, and, look, he's got a lot of people coming out and say, I'll fight. I'll fight. Calling out people to fight. You know what I mean? So he can make some He can make some big fights. Where's Connor been in all of this? Connor's in Ireland. He's been tweeting a lot with, with officials over there. He's actually, he seems like he almost is, like, wanting to take a uh, uh, politician role with how he's been tweeting uh, with people and, and talks and he's he's been active in Ireland with, with this pandemic um, but still will do his UFC posts as far as you know a little little uh, training showing talking you know he was talking about uh, Khabib and, and Ferguson saying Ferguson won the chicken fight because uh, Khabib pulled out. He's keeping in with it a little bit, but um, I think he's kind of locked into his country too and can't really leave, you know, so. Now, have you heard any of these reports of like the, the I mean, I guess they're saying fake. Dana White says that he denied the quote-unquote fake Khabib and Vladimir Putin report. Have you uh, read into that at all? <laughs> yeah. There was a whole thing with like Ariel Hawani and, a fake account and stuff. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, um, there was no, I think, I, I believe he came out and said on Twitter that there was no such, that wasn't happening. Uh, there was no like special thing that Khabib could leave or anything, uh, from Putin. He, he, I know he shut that down. Um, but I'm not 100% on the story. That's what I love about Dana White is that he comes right after all those Twitter nerds out there that kind of just yeah. report fake yeah. stuff. It said breaking news. Dana White and Vladimir Putin have reached an agreement on travel arrangement for uh, travel arrangements for UFC yeah. lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov. I got that right on the first try. To, uh, to come back to the United States where he'll fight Tony Ferguson at UFC 249 as scheduled on April 18th. And he said, absolutely not effing true. The card is happening, but <laughs> Khabib is out. I will announce the entire card tomorrow. Yeah, that, that, that's classic. I like that. I like the straight up, you know. He, he's so good at what he does, you know. So, yeah, let the, let the show go on, you know. Now, again, to answer my uh, uh, previous question, who do you think is the crazier entrepreneur right now, White or oh, McMahon? Yeah, oh, my God. We, we went off such, such... Just a tyrant, man. I think Dana is just because he's getting an eye to bring his fighters to put on a show. Like, Vince Vince is getting it done. Vince is doing whatever it takes, doing what he wants. I think Dana is going through crazy things to get this done. You know? I, I, um, yeah. I, I, think, I think Dana White is, honestly. Well, when you when you look at these two, I think they're both like just crazy uh, CEOs, crazy chairman, crazy entrepreneurs by themselves on a normal day in a normal world. Dana White, Vince McMahon, obviously Vince McMahon has been doing this in front of no crowd. He's keeping all of his workers backstage, trying to make the best of the absolute worst situation here. Had WrestleMania, the biggest event in the yeah. wrestling industry. 
whether it's WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, All Elite Wrestling, New Japan, it doesn't matter. That is the biggest event in wrestling history today. And you're doing it in front of no fans. You lost like $20 million and you're still trying to put on a show. And now you're being told to go home and you're still saying, nope, but we're going to continue doing live production. Like, obviously that takes balls. I wonder what his, yeah. co- what his workers think of that. But on the other side, like that's, Again, like I won't use the word fake, but it's scripted. Like people know what's happening. Like they're trying, they're, like they're doing their very best to stay safe in this situation where Dana White is literally leaving the country, going to a private island that we don't know of yet. It's still undisclosed. Nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. I don't even know if he knows what the hell he's talking about yet. But his guys are fighting. Like his guys are trying to tear each other's heads apart. Like you're not going to be healthy by the end of this fight, and then you're going to go. You know, you're going to fly back home after this. Unless, unless they're staying in this island, and they're they're going to be um, definitely vulnerable to this disease if they don't already have it. Because again, it it formulates in the next two to fourteen days. Like you you may not even know you have it, and you have it. You know, like exactly. to me, like Dana White is taking a massive risk. And when he was asked about it, he's like, "No, I don't feel like I'm taking a risk at all. Like we 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 ran all the precautions. We know exactly what we're doing. Our fighters know what we're doing." We're we're gonna tear this. We're not we're gonna knock this out of the park. But to me, yeah. it's obvious Dana White is the more crazier entrepreneur here right now at this moment. Overall, I think Vince McMahon is a, can be a lot more crazier than Dana White. I feel like Dana White, just as a human being, can be a lot more reasonable than Vince McMahon. But in this situation, Dana White is going above and beyond, and a lot of people praise him. I know you praise him, big UFC guy. A lot of people are saying, like, this is, like, not even a money grab, but at the same time, you're like, you're really risking the health of a lot of your fighters because they could easily get hurt, they could get hospitalized, and then they're just open to the, like, they're just open and and vulnerable to this disease moving forward. Like, it's it's a very big risk with, like, very minimal um, to gain. Yeah, like you're saying, I think he has a lot more to deal with than Vince McMahon right now. I think there's a lot more on the plate, a lot more to, you know, handle, uh, a lot of different scenarios, you know? So it's, it's um, yeah, I mean, wasn't WrestleMania, like, pre-filmed or something? Pre-filmed? Yeah, it was pre-taped about a week and a half exactly. before. Like, like, UFC is live, you know what I mean? Like, and they can't read, like, they could read, they could technically have a, a match, like, taped again well how the, 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 my argument there is that like you could have a fight taped and then just air it some other day yes yes but you can't have a fight twice well what i'm saying is that you could tape it there in front of nobody like you could tape it there in front of nobody and then yeah. and then it airs true. like a week later true 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 but you can't have that fight twice like you could do a match over again you know what i mean i mean Technically, these guys, like, also, you gotta, like, Dana White's worrying about everything from medical stuff all the way to, like, worrying that a guy's gonna get hurt in his training camp. Like, there's so many variables that he has to deal with, you know what I mean? Um, If they're gonna fight, if they want, like, I feel like there's so much more on his plate with this situation. But I do agree with you. With their personalities, I do think Vince McMahon can get more wild in a regular time, you know? I wonder if he asked if uh, Brock Lesnar could fight in this in this yeah, fantasy island he lost fight. His championship, he should have some time off now. That would be awesome. You know <laughs> what I was thinking? I saw, I, I thought of you and Dak when I saw this. When DC beat Stipe and called out Brock into the octagon, that was a great promotion. 
Well, I always, I always look back at this one. Like, like he pushed him in the middle of the act. I'm like, okay, this is definitely, like, this is 100% on. Let's get it on. Let's get the party started. Brock Lesnar and DC, and then it just fell through. Yeah. I was so hyped about that, and then fell through. I think it's, I really do think it's Brock. I think he wants to fight, and I think, like, his life is good, so he, like, doesn't want to, I don't know. But who knows if he'll fight? Or, like who knows? I mean, he, he he technically retired, but at the same time, like yeah. in this business, whether it's UFC or WWE, I don't think you he ever does. really retire. No, no, you could always come back, Kana. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Who will we ever see Brock fight? I don't know, but I'd love it. Um, he, see, the thing about him is he could come back without a warm up fight, fight for the title. Oh, I know. He's just a freak of a human being. Awesome, which is awesome. He, he's the ultimate Transformer Terminator. Yeah, yeah, he's. But that that promotion was sweet. I was just watching that the other day, and I thought about you guys. <laughs> Thank you, with all your free time. Uh, yeah, with all my free time. Do you, so let's end, let's end the show with uh, with some of our like fantasy matches or fights, yes. I guess, going forward. Well, I was thinking the same exact thing. I was going to say, with all my free time, you know what I've been doing. Thinking about some fights that we could... Some fantasy uh, fights? That could happen, yeah. Um, you know, 250 right now, UFC 250, obviously, uh, Henry Cejudo is supposed to fight someone to defend his belt at um, at the Bantamweight. Uh, Flyweight currently doesn't have a champion um, because they were going to take the, the belt away from Cejudo and have uh, Benavidez and Figueroa go fight um uh Figaro didn't make weight and won so the belt was you know vacant um 145 there's Volkanovsky he's out of the country obviously I don't quite know you know when he could defend um the lightweight division there's a lot of things that could happen you know if Gaethje or Tony wins obviously the winner is going to go but the loser could fight Connor or um, Dustin Poirier. Or even Connor could fight Dustin Poirier. Well, that was the fight I was going to say first and foremost. Connor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier to me is. I, I would love to see that fight. Like, that's not necessarily a dream fight in a lot of people's, but like it's the, the second, fight fan. It's the, second, it's the second fight. They fought before. It's been a while, though. Like, oh, now? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a long That's time. when Dustin Poirier was kind of like the protege. Back in the day, when like he was, were, like he was a fight fan, fan, but at the same time, like nobody, like if you were an average fan, you're like, all right, this guy's not going to make it because he he never he didn't win early on in his career, and now he's kind of climbing yeah. back up that ladder. Yeah, and they, they were in the 145 division. That was before uh, Connor fought for the belt. It was on his rise, you know. So that was a long time ago. Um, obviously, both fighters have grown and developed, but. Uh, you know, there's fights. I know he was talking about fighting with Dan Hooker, um, who's also on the rise. But even Dan Hooker could fight Justin Gaethje. Like, there's so many options, you know. And, you know, Ferguson could fight one of them. They're all big matchups, even with the loser fighting someone else, you know. Right. And there's, and there's big matchups, even with guys who aren't fighting in this pay-per-view that could still fight, you know. So there's, there's big matchups. Uh, potentially, you know, Ferguson versus McGregor, Poirier. 
I think those are big fights too, you know? So Who do you think's next for the the guy that always seems to be getting in trouble but always seems to be getting off the hook in John Bones oh Jones? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was another thing we didn't talk about. I, when I saw the news, I was like, not, not again. Come on, like... But he keeps getting off scot free. It's like he has like a mil. He he has like unlimited strikes. Here's the thing: the, his offense wasn't that that bad. Um, should the UFC slap his wrist and like give him a punishment? Yeah, but will he learn from it? Probably not. That's what I'm saying. Like he's never going to learn if he doesn't get like absolutely just disciplined here. Like, he's going to keep making the same mistakes. But what t- what what does what disciplines him? Because he's been suspended before, you know what I mean, and he continues to have things go on wrong. I think he needs a big loss, or like, I mean, yeah, I think he just needs to get. I think he needs to lose, you know, and like have his life in check on it, you know, like. Well, define like, lose. A fight. I think he needs to get beat. You know, like I think that could help help him get back on track. Or it could really screw him up, but you know, like he's right now the pound for pound best fighter in the world. Like, obviously, he's a great fighter, but he needs. To, I mean, there's so many question marks with John Jones. You know, like he's a great fighter, but he's having troubles outside of of you know outside of the octagon. Um, but nothing seems to be able to. And he talks. You know, like he's not a hundred percent like. Clean, like he probably should just be sober, you know. Like he he was talking how he was still drinking alcohol. Like he probably shouldn't, you know. Like he's probably someone who shouldn't have substances, you know. Now, with that being said, let, let's make that our last topic of discussion in this episode. Why do you like? Who do you think that John Jones should? Uh, who should be next in line for John Jones's uh, title moving forward? And who do you think has the absolute best chance at beating John Jones into a sense of kind of like a realization that like, oh, I actually have to get my crap together here. I think the, the rematch with Dominic Reyes is probably the fight that should be next. And uh, Dominic Reyes came out and said that the fight the, that a rematch was in the talks with the UFC before. Uh, the coronavirus, you know, had an outbreak. Um, so I definitely think that that should be the next the next fight for him. Uh, but I, you know what? I think John does better against guys when he fights them for the second time. For example, Danny Cormier, for example. Oh, yeah, DC. The, He's learned his lesson. Yeah. Um, he does better against guys when he fights them for the second time. I think he was a little bit surprised by Dominic Reyes with how he came out, what he did. I don't think it goes well for Reyes the second time. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But, you know, there's a lot of contenders underneath that are very skilled and and that can, you know, be great fights against John Jones. You know, I, you, know you have, um, I believe Anthony Smith has a fight with someone coming up. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's in there. Um, you still have Thiago Santos. So, like, there's some fights that can happen that, you know, after the, the John Jones-Reyes fight, um, that's, you know, there's a lot of options in that division to, to continue um, to give Jones challenges, you know. But I think he really needs to get completely clean, like, sober. You know, I think that would help. And I don't. I just. I don't think the UFC will 
you know, punish him at all, just because, you know, the offense wasn't, like, in the real world, you know, it, it, it wasn't super bad offense, um, but I think he's, something needs to happen to, to have him, you know, clean up, but we always say, will he, you know, is he gonna, you know, there's always that question mark, you know, so... I can't give a complete answer, and I don't know. You know, I, I, I can't say I believe John Jones is going to clean up. You know what I mean? Well, so. my big thing in that is that he literally has, like, an infinity amount of strikes. Like, they're never going to do anything. Like, Dana White has suspended him multiple times before. It just yeah. has not worked. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think a big-time loss would definitely discipline him in the long run. But like you just mentioned, is Reyes that guy? I don't think Dominic Reyes, again, the second time around, John Jones' track record shows that uh, it's it's nighty-night, you know? Like, I don't think Dominic Reyes has a chance in, in a second-round fight against John Jones. To me, I can't really think of anybody on, on the roster, the current roster, that could contend with today's John Jones. And to, yeah, like, I, the, if, I agree. If I had one guy to pick in his prime that could discipline John Jones— it would be the guy we saw at uh, UFC 208, the the spider Anderson Silva in, in his prime. I think he's like yeah. 44 now. Like I, I think I think he could fight John Jones now if they signed him. I don't think he could, he could beat him, but I think he no, could I, definitely give him a fight, like a run for his also, money. And also, Silva was a little bit small, but one one person who I do think could beat him is Stipe if he went up. If John Jones went up to heavyweight, I do believe Stipe could beat him. Stipe is a very good fighter, um, and I think that would be a great fight. But you know, John Jones is very capable of beating Stipe, so that's that's a, a, just a battle, you know. And I don't know what would happen with that. Before we do close up, I I want to ask you: Have you been paying attention to the welterweight division at all? Uh, not that closely. You got something in mind? I, I mean, there's a lot of options there. Um, do you know like Covington's whole like uh, spiel, like? is kind of WWE style of, like, written uh, written promotion and... Kind of like how Chael Sonnen used to be? Yeah, a little bit, but but uh, way more WWE-like. No, I even... Re- you got to tell me, what's this all about? Well, he's been doing it for a long time, but, you know... Give just, me the scoop. Like, basically like Chael Sonnen, and, uh, but just way more WWE-like, way more out there. Uh, you know, he, he does, his, you know, I know we don't speak politics on the on the uh, podcast, but he's a Trump guy and, you know, talks all about that and America and that kind of stuff. So he does that kind of spiel. But uh, him and Tyron Woodley have been talking a lot, you know, back and forth on Twitter and stuff. And there was word that maybe they would fight on um, UFC 249. But uh, Woodley was going to fight Leon Edwards on a fight night. Um, and now that that obviously got canceled uh, because it was supposed to happen uh, a couple weeks ago. But there's a lot of different fights that could happen. I think a lot of people um, agree that Jorge Masvidal will be next in line for the belt against Kamaru Usman. But there's a lot of fights that could happen um, all around. You know, Tyron Woodley versus Covington, or if Woodley will actually fight Leon Edwards. Um, and and in my eyes. Kamaru Usman versus Covington was a great fight. I love oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, so like those style of fights are so entertaining that I I think all these fights could be really entertaining. And, and Dana White has a lot of options to add them to cards. 
you know, because they're all ready to fight pretty much. Oh, that, that, that's the biggest thing to me. Like, obviously, if this whole island thing works out like the way Dana White hopes it works out, everyone's healthy, you know? Like, Masvidal's ready to go. Conor McGregor, ready to go. Didn't take a scratch. His head, like, his perfectly quaffed comb-over hair did not get a scratch in that fight against Cowboy Donald Cerrone. And uh, Nate Diaz, I think, is ready to go at this point, too. Yeah, he's another guy who, who could fight, you know, and, and, you know, we didn't even touch the middleweight division, but there's options there, too. Like, there are so many different options for, for Dana White and the UFC to stack up the, the, the cards to come, you know, uh, with big-named fights and also title fights, you know, and people come out healthy and uh, healthy as in, you know, uh, in their fight, you know, they don't come out with too much damage and they can fight against you. So right now, even though there was a quite uh, quick pause in the UFC, but it's also a great time to be a fan because there's got a, there's a wave of great fights coming. Really, honestly, though, this year, even, I mean, the UFC, I feel like, has been improving every year, every month almost. Like, they just constantly are improving. They're on such a rise with the talent level that's coming in, with the fight cards that they put together, like it, I, I think being a fan, there's not a better time to be a fan than right now, this decade in the for the UFC. Like it's so entertaining. Oh well, they're definitely the talk of the town right now. I mean, WWE really had no competition, and now that UFC is here, they're they're getting their own private island. UFC 249, April 18th. Uh, it's it's going to be the talk of the country now. It's going to be the only big combat sport, the only combat sport going on. Right now, baseball is supposed to be coming back in May, all in Arizona. We'll see if that happens. But as of right now, it's Dana White's world, and we're just living in it. This was episode 180 of The O Show, presented by Belly Up Sports. Be sure to follow Belly Up Sports on Twitter at, you guessed it, Belly Up Sports. And if you use the promo code OSHO10, that's capital O-S-H-O-W-10, you'll get $10 off your next order using TickPick.com. And Mikey, like you and I, if we're into banging weights, eating steaks, and sleeping eights, head on over to MechaNutritionStore.com for $20 off your next order by using the promo code OSHO20. That's capital O-S-H-O-W-20 for $20 off your next order. As we know, swole is the goal, size is the prize. Hit it, Hootie. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube